We've been singing the song of Mary this morning, perhaps a strange practice that might not happen in other arenas of your life. And I was trying to reflect on, is there any contemporary Magnificat songs, like ones that would be playing in our grocery store aisles since October 31st? You know what I'm talking about? And nothing came to mind, and I was actually grateful for that, because maybe it's one of those Christian story images that hasn't been overtaken by consumer culture. Mary's song. It's the song of the first disciple in the Gospel of Luke. She has this special place in Luke's story. It's unique. She's heralded as the favored one, the blessed one. And yet with all this prestige and honor, she finds herself in such humble circumstances. Like Don was saying, a teenager, This young woman, a a daughter of a poor farmer, most likely, living in a neighborhood where Roman rule is king, she's an outsider looking in. Little influence, little value, little worth in a system of injustice. She's oppressed, she's overlooked, but she's had this visitation a revelation from the Most Holy One, and she's taken this leap of faith by saying, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. And then she's gone out on a limb, and she's traveled to her cousin Elizabeth's house. And in the midst of their spiritual companionship, in the midst of their heart-to-heart conversations, one day, Elizabeth cries out, Blessed is she. Blessed is Mary, who believed what God said. She believed God's words would come true. And Mary's response is one of worship. Her words flow out like a song. My soul magnifies, magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. The Lord has looked upon me with favor. Surely all generations will call me blessed. I love how Mary presses into this revelation of God's spirit. God's spirit dousing her with goodness and gladness. It's this honest and earnest desire of her to bask in God's compassion and care. And I want to pause for a moment and hope that we might be doing that in these Advent days. Basking personally, quietly, in God's goodness and care. Some of us in our community of faith talk about this as centering prayer. Uh, That that prayer where you uh, shut up (laughs) and don't say anything, and you sit and you quietly bask in God's goodness and grace. And maybe you use a sacred image or a sacred word, but at the heart of centering prayer is to take two minutes or five minutes or 19 minutes in stillness. Maybe you light a candle in front of you and you sit and be still and you bask 
and rest in God's goodness. Mary was doing that. She basked in the favor and the blessing of God. So it's a good practice for us as well. But then we read that Mary spreads that goodness and mercy outwards. She talks about all peoples. This isn't just for herself. This is for all all generations. God's mercy is for all. For all who would embrace God's ways or God's presence or God's power. And this is the centerpiece of the song that we read this morning, that mercy flows and flows and flows and flows. Mercy flows to us and through us. And behold, the world around us can be changed. The world around us can be mended. The world around us can be healed. And we recognize that that feels like an elusive reality in these days. Amidst all the corruption or the uncertainty, the violence, the oppression. Our inability to heal divides or our inability even to have civil conversations. But like Mary, we're urged to press into the promises of mercy. How do we let mercy flow in us and through us? And I want us to try and ponder that and reflect on that even this morning while we have time worshiping together. How do we individually or as a body of believers, a community of faith, how do we receive mercy and then also let mercy flow from us? Because when mercy flows from us, we join in on this long-running reputation of a God who turns things upside down. He upends the world. He lifts the lowly. The structures of power and oppression are pushed back because of God's presence in the world. And so Mary stands with this wider history of other songs, of Hannah, of Miriam, of Deborah. She echoes the mercies of God that have been sung of for thousands and thousands of years. She stands in this wider river of what God has done, what God is doing, and we too are invited in. We're invited to respond to God's favor alongside Mary. And so we worship, we praise, and we sing. If we believe that God's mercy is deep and wide and generous, then how might we put our lives and our bodies on the line like Mary did? Sometimes even in risky ways. In the midst of what God has done for this vulnerable teenager, God has done for us. So how shall we live in these Advent days? I think the answer is pretty humble. It's a brave work, but it's also a little work. I think if we're honest, we see that this transformation doesn't seem to be currently happening on a global scale or a governmental level. But we do believe it's happening. 
in households, in hallways, in communities, maybe in our own postures or our patterns or our habits. We are finding and sensing mercy with other humans, maybe with friends, maybe with strangers or neighbors. Finding and sensing mercy. Over the past couple of weeks, I've talked about us being Baptisty Baptists. And I'm going to say that maybe Baptisty Baptists have a little advantage here. I was talking a couple of weeks ago about Baptist soul liberty. Anybody remember the goodness of Baptist soul liberty? Where we're all free to interpret God's presence and God's words in ways where we don't lord it over others. And yes, we live in a community of faith. We live in the river of a Christian tradition, in the midst of Christian companionship and hundreds and hundreds of years of that. But there's latitude for discerning God's presence. And in light of our own experience or understanding, there's this freedom to join others in seeking God's presence. Others who may not even be Baptist. <gasps> Gasp. Others who may not even be Christian. <sighs> Gasp. Joining others who are of other religions, or maybe they're not even religious, but we join this interfaith conversation, and maybe we even join interfaith ventures, and we don't dominate the conversation, because in our best moments, Baptists partner, they accompany, they come alongside. So let's be a people of mercy, so that mercy might flow in us and through us, and let's join the mercy that surrounds us in maybe surprising, unusual places, amongst people and programs that may not even be Baptist or church programs or ministry programs. Let's look for mercy and let's join in on mercy wherever and however it emerges in our lives. So I want us to pause and ponder, where are you or we seeing or sensing mercy? Where are you or we seeing or sensing mercy in these Advent days of waiting? Or maybe you've joined mercy. Maybe there's something that's happened in your lives over the past days or weeks where you've actually joined in this unusual, take-you-by-surprise mission of mercy. And Mary's song tells us that where mercy abounds, healing and mending, and well-being abound. We will see the lifting up of the lowly. We'll see the hungry filled with good things. And I appreciate that phrase from the First Nations translation that we heard today, the maker of life scatters the arrogant warrior chiefs, but puts a headdress of honor on the ones with humble hearts. 
when we see mercy, when we join in on mercy, we'll also see healing and mending and people and places made well. So I want you to ponder, where are you seeing mercy? Where are you receiving mercy? Where are you joining in on mercy? And maybe you'll share that with one another at lunch today or at the breakfast table tomorrow or after service. Share some stories of mercy. I have a very short one. I have permission to share the story. It's a newer family who's found their way to First Baptist Church, and I had a time of conversation with them this week. And they heard a rumor that First Baptist Church was a place of mercy and hospitality and welcome. And so they decided to check it out. And they started online, of course. Yay, Evan! (laughs) Just to check us out to see if it was true. But then, a few weeks ago, they came in person, which is a super brave move to do. And they found mercy and hospitality and welcome here. And for their Christian journey at this time in their life, it's brought hope. It's brought healing. It's brought mending and wellness. So God, Spirit, give us the eyes to see mercy, to receive mercy, to join mercy, and to let mercy lead.